Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Hot War and PSYOP Mindscrew. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. the teacher soldiers are the students they become the bards of war good evening patriots and today is monday february 13th in the year 2023 at least i hope so crazy weekend as we've walked around the curve of more invisible objects appearing out of nowhere as the air force continues to pursue the aggressive balloon hunt that's attacking america and suddenly we're informed today that China has had a secret balloon program and a high-altitude balloon program that is so secret and so deadly that has been able to evade our great defenses and is now posing a threat to America with balloons. Never imagined such a day. But here we are. <laughs> In the meantime, a pregnant Raina, Rina, Rina, Rihanna, whatever heck her name is, almost gave birth on stage, but instead picked her butt and scratched her crotch and sniffed it in the middle of the NFL ceremony. Yes, that's true. This is right. This is where we are today, people. <laughs> I am telling you, it is unbelievable what we've become. But mind you, 120 million people followed the NFL game, the super, the superb owl show, and they all were glued to the attention of Rena. Ugh. Patriots, all I can tell you is there's a couple of things you need to get really ready for in this crazy time. One of them is definitely... Make sure you got food supplies up because the food shortages are coming. Patriots, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape and bailing wire? It sure seems like it. Every day, we're thrown new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I mean tasty, meals with over 2,000 calories per day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is our only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go, with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, as I have said, food security is the foundation for personal sovereignty. Check it out today. Oh, it definitely is. You need food supplies up there because they are talking about it. And apparently from reports we're getting, even grocery stores are starting to brief their employees that they will be preparing people for food shortages. And they are starting to appear in grocery stores everywhere. Is a simple example, the egg shortage, even though it's been manufactured and created by our own government, to try to starve people out of the necessary nutrients to defeat COVID on a single egg, which is true. They have now, you're starting to see egg shortages go appear in places even like Costco. 
where egg, re- egg supplies have been reduced down to just a small quantity, even with restrictions on how many you can buy. All of this is in preparation for food shortage conditioning. This is what they're doing. All along, we've been fighting an, an information war. It's a psy war. And this is part of fifth generation warfare. And it's really important to understand how fifth generation warfare is working. It's coming at you from all angles. It's using trusted sources to convince you to do bad things or to try to give up your, have you freely give up your rights. And when they finally feel like they've got you worn down enough, they launch the attack of the hot war. And the hot war comes in an asymmetric fashion. It starts to appear in things like, oh, a train just wrecked. And the media, which is 100% complicit, 100% complicit, let me say that again, because this war could not occur without a media that was in bed with the deep state plan. Our enemy is our own people. Our enemy are Americans trying to overrule, overthrow, and overrule the right of the people. And they wear regular outfits. They wear regular uniforms. They're put in office by our people, by our votes. They're hired by our taxpayer dollars, and they have turned themselves against us. Our government is a tyranny. Understand that. And I'm really emphasizing this because we have a lot of people out here that keep trying to say things like, man, no damn Ruski's coming. We're going to be hunting them down. You're not going to be hunting any Ruskies. You keep looking at that crazy train and you don't look behind you. You're going to find it's a FEMA guy or it's going to be an IRS guy or it's going to be some nice government official that's telling you, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Jones, but we just had a train wreck in your, in your, in your community. You must evacuate, but you can't return because it's now all poisoned water and poisoned air. So we have a nice little FEMA trailer for you to live on. And we, we put a fence around it to be safe. Don't worry. And, and we'll give you some compensation and help you get your life back together. But we can't ever have you return again to that property. The biggest PSYOP going right now is in part what's happening in East Palestine, Ohio. There is no question that there is a big issue going on there. But what needs to be asked is why are they arresting journalists and not letting journalists give live reports from the scene? We're getting apparently firsthand accounts. I have to use the word apparently. Because we have no validation of what's being said. We have people reporting that chickens are dying or that their livestock are dying, their eyes are burning, that there's fish floating in the water. I get all that. But what we aren't getting is firsthand validation because anybody that's an independent journalist isn't allowed to report from there. Why, what does that mean? What it tells me is they have set up a PSYOP. They have made a massive event that looks very real. But we have to look at their end goal. Their end goal is Agenda 2030. They want people off the land, out of their homes, giving up their rights. They need them stripped of their guns. They need them stripped of their sovereignty. They need to be dependent on 100% of the digital system. Americans aren't going to budge willfully. But they will budge in the fear of being exposed to some toxic substance in the atmosphere. And since they're arresting journalists and we have no validation to what's going on, we can draw a likely conclusion, though it is not proofed, proved, proven yet, excuse me, but a likely conclusion that what we are witnessing is a massive psyop that's convincing people that they can never return, whether it's true or not, probably not true, because keep in mind, what do they want from us? Not only do they want to enslave us, they want the land that we sit on. And people that want the land are not going to screw up the land so they can't live on it and enjoy it. 
These elites want everybody consolidated into small prison communities globally so that the earth becomes their oyster to harvest. They aren't going to screw up the earth any more than they already have. They're going to use it for their benefit. They want to take their vacations out on the, on the rural countryside. They want to be able to have their picnics with their genetically altered children. They want to go out there and, and rub shoulders with nature while the rest of us live in vertical housing units and are enslaved in these digital prisons. This is what's happening, and it's happening right before us. And until, unless Americans start to put their foot down and say, you know what, I don't care. I'm going back to my home whether, I, whether you tell me I can or can't, and I'm going to die there. Unless we start putting our foot down, we are not going to see through this PSYOP. This is the problem we have as a country is we are way too willing and compliant to obey those orders of those elites, and yet we are not willing enough to obey the power and laws of God. That's ultimately where we sit right now, and it's a choice that we all have to make, and it's a choice everybody needs to put in front of everybody you have an attempt to red pill. Because here's the question that every single person in the world now has to be asked. Are you willing to follow the rules and the fears of the state and in the process, sacrifice a voice and relationship with God for eternity? Or are you willing to take the risk to die and to defy and have forever the relationship with Father God for eternity? That's the split. We are there. It is not a question of if we are here now or not. We have arrived at that point right now. This war has now gone hot meaning it is an active war on our soil. But what they have done so well over the last five years is to sigh our people into submission of everything. Those that have stood outside of this fight, outside of this COVID insanity, this COVID con and this injection of trying to kill people, we are the voice of reason. We are the voice of sanity. And if our voices don't get loud, there's going to be a whole bunch of people just like lemmings that walk right off that cliff. The problem is that even in the lemming story isn't even true. The lemming story sets up such a place that when, if you really understand what happened in that video that's so famous by Disney, they herded those lemmings off the cliff. They forced the lemmings to jump. The lemmings didn't make a choice. The problem is people are willingly jumping off the cliff right now. But, you know, what can I say? There was a Super Bowl. 120 million people stood there and watched Arena. And whatever else went on there. And they pretended that the game was real when the entire game is rigged from the beginning. They wear jerseys to try to convince themselves that they're part of a team. They're not. They follow players and worship them like many gods. They pray to our they pray to God to ask God to please let one team win over the other. They pray to God to hope that their bet that goes on one team or another will win so they can have great wealth. That's not God. You might, it might be Baphomet, it might be some other version of Satan's hell team, but it's not relationship with God. It's all fake. And as a nation, we still live in that fake relationship with our God, the one God, and the true relationship with Jesus. We have got to get on fire for Christ right now, because this is where we are as a nation. If we do not start coming around to what we truly are and, and, and want to be as a nation, we will never get there. And I'll tell you what, as we are reminded in the story of Gideon, God doesn't need millions. He needs 300. And right now, God is calling everybody that will listen, and it means step up and get on the line. 
This is an important time to understand. Take a listen to this piece right here and just remember how easy it is to brainwash people. Brainwashing people is super easy. If we've learned anything over the last few years, if you have some really dark agenda, all you have to do is wrap it up in some hyper trendy cause. And the majority of people don't even care enough to look into it. They just jump on the trendy cause. And the dark agenda people know full well they're not getting the smart people and they don't even care. They just have to control the masses. In fact, you can just take the smart people and frame them as the bad guys. So you demonize the people who are actually trying to help, and most people are too distracted by the media to look deeply into anything. All you and I can do is try to hang out with other smart people. No, that's not true in the end. I mean, everything you said is true except for the end. Not all we can do is hang out with other smart people. All we can do is start getting out in people's face and start reminding them of what the real cost is of this war. And that's really the whole issue here is that we are, we are in a hot war that's very, very real. It's starting to escalate, and it's been prepped for some time. So let's take a look real quickly at some, like this famous little NFL guy that was supposedly preyed upon by every church leader and everybody in the nation to raise him from the dead. Mm-hmm. He showed up on the NFL, too. That's Damer. Controversy with Damar Hamlin yesterday caught me by surprise, honestly. I, like many other people, were happy to see him up, smiling, and out of the hospital. And for those who don't remember, Damar Hamlin had a very scary fall in the middle of an NFL game about five weeks ago. He suffered a cardiac arrest, and many people across the U.S. and the world were praying for his recovery. He made a miraculous recovery, in fact, and was at the Super Bowl yesterday dancing and having a good time, but shocked many viewers with this jacket that he was seen wearing. On the back of the jacket, it says the word eternal with the mockery of a face of Jesus, which didn't make sense to me because five days ago he was recorded saying this. My vision was about playing in the NFL and being the best player that I could be. But God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world. Which led me to think, I doubt that he just rejected his beliefs in five days. So maybe he was just trying to be edgy. So I looked up the jacket and the designer posted two outfits that honestly shocked me. On the pants, you see the words sex on the front with holy crosses on the back. And you also see the words Satan and holy wars on the pants. On the jacket, there is a gun behind the cloth covering Jesus. And on the face of Jesus, he's seen smiling with rainbow grills. This is definitely not edgy and it's a deliberate attack on Christianity and the faith. You might be saying, well, it's just art, so it's interpretive. But as Christians, we're told to worship God in all that we do. So whether that's in our praying, studying, cooking, cleaning, talking to other people, the way that we interact with our kids, working out, whatever it is, it's to bring glory to God. And that includes in the very way that we dress. We are at a time right now when it is difficult for many people. The stresses of this war have taken its toll. This is literally literally the effects of the four, fifth generation warfare. It's designed to do this. It is a dark agenda. Its agenda is intentional to try to wear you down and get you to a point where you begin to doubt everything. You begin to doubt the father. You begin to doubt what God puts on your heart. You can begin to doubt your relationship with God. You begin to doubt everything about your world. You want to hole up and go hide away. You want to go build a tree house. You want to go live on a farm. You want to get away from it all. Because they know they can't take your love of Jesus away from you. They know that they can't take your faith away from you. So the one thing that Satan can do is put on your heart doubt. And doubt is probably one of the most treacherous weapons of war they ever deploy. You begin to question everything in your world. You even question whether God can win this war or whether we're going to see the end of it in your time. Look, this is where we are. And if you don't understand this, you're going to fall to the traps of what's before you. 
It's simple, and I'll make it blunt. We are in a war, and it is a time that everybody has to lift up their head and start looking at this enemy in the eye and go on the offensive. That means be loud, be heard, and it means bring your faith into the public square. Let people know your love for Jesus. Let them know where you stand. This is our strongest weapon we have here, including our prayers. And if you're having trouble and you're feeling down and you don't know what to do, I'll give you a couple words of encouragement, as any raw sergeant major would tell you. Get your shit together, soldier. Get up on your feet and stand and do guard duty because this is where we are. You are a watcher on the wall, every single person. And I get so much out here from people talking about the idea that they can't endure anymore. I'm tired of hearing it. This war was never going to be easy, and neither is the narrow path. That is exactly what we are on, and this enemy knows it, and the enemy plans on breaking you down mentally so that you cannot hold the line. Did you know that the government has a plan to stage or fake an alien invasion or even the return of Jesus or the appearance of God here on planet Earth? Not only do they have the plan, but they've actually considered putting it into use on several occasions. The Washington Post actually published an article years ago about how the military had considered staging the appearance of God in Iraq during the first Gulf War in order to trick the Iraqis into believing that God had appeared and that he was talking to them, urging them to overthrow Saddam Hussein. They also considered doing the same tactic to overthrow Fidel Castro in Cuba. It's called Project Bluebeam and through using several holographic devices and the microwave hearing effect, or the radio frequency hearing effect, they were going to beam God's voice into people's heads and make them believe that they were seeing and hearing God himself, who would then urge them to overthrow the dictator. Sound too crazy to be true? There is a patent registered in the United States Patent Office by the United States military for a piece of technology that can beam voices into people's heads. It's called the radio frequency hearing effect. And essentially, the voices or the sounds, the music, whatever they project would be modulated in your inner ear so people couldn't tell where it was coming from. We have two ears, we have stereophonic uh, hearing. So most people can tell what direction a sound is coming from, but not using the radio frequency hearing effect. So in conjunction with uh, some sort of holographic devices, they were going to use this radio frequency hearing effect to trick the people of Iraq or the people of Cuba. And there's also a plan in the works to use this same technology to stage an alien invasion in order to trick the world's population into following in line with the government's agenda. Patriots, Mark Dice does an amazing job of laying out the basics of Project Bluebeam. This enemy's weak. All they have is the psychological war. But where they're attacking you is at the soul, not the spirit. They're going after your mind. They're going after your mentality of this, of this warfare. They're going after your will to fight. And your mind is telling you that, oh, no, I can't do this. It's too big. It's too big. It's too big. God's not telling you that. God's not telling you that in your heart. Your spirit's not telling you that. But you have to listen to your spirit and quiet your mind. This is a treacherous war, and it's one that the enemy is intending not to let go of until they seize power. And I've got news for them. They aren't going to win. But God isn't waiting for the thousands. He's waiting for the few that will stand up for him. And he's talking to every person that will listen, even if their format isn't exactly as fits in the proper textbook of Christian faith. 
He will use anybody that will listen to his voice, even if that voice is coarse. Because right now he's moving his people. And if they will put eyes on him, they will, he will guide them to victory. Be part of that victory team. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. We are watching a stupid clown show right now. A stupid clown show. And they are too many people are falling for it. There's this, it's beyond ridiculous. I mean, we are at a point right now where literally people are hearing from the Pentagon and from CNN at the same breath that they're in agreement that we suddenly have green little men falling from the sky. I mean, come on. Two weeks ago, you would have been called a conspiracy theorist for bringing it up. Now it becomes mainstream media. This is not reality. What we are in a war of is realities. The people in power right now have an illusion that they're putting before you. They are using technologies, which we may not understand or may not have a full grasp of what they're doing, but they're using them to sway your opinion for a singular purpose, to break your will and to have you comply with their new agenda of a one world order. Okay. Where's going to be that fire in you? You have to have the fire in you to be able to stand up and decide that you will not comply. So for those that are going to get pushed off and bumped off their lands, because by the way, there are two more train wrecks today, two more derailments. And the real question is, what is in those derailments? Is it real? I don't know. Is it real? I have no idea of knowing because we can't even get people on the ground to verify. But we hear the stories. And the problem is with the internet, once we get a story, it's like it spreads like wildfire and everybody says, yeah, but someone was there with their cell phone. Okay. We need validation. Is East Palestine as bad off as they say it is? Maybe. Or are they just creating this illusion so people will be afraid and willfully hand over their rights to their properties and willfully take a role in a FEMA camp? Oh, but it'll be surrounded by that fence. This is about relocating people by force, by using their free will. It is time to defy. It is time to say no. It is time to say, you know what? Jesus has already told me this. I will be persecuted for following him. So get out of my way and I'll take the persecution and have that raw strength to stand before them in, in any authority and to do just that. But there's a lot of other things that are going on and we have to be asking, what is it that they're hiding? Here's one thought that's worth considering. What if I told you that something is happening to the very center of our planet that is beyond our understanding? Probably there's nothing to worry about. Really? Our Earth's core has suddenly stopped rotating or even started spinning in the opposite direction. Scientists are baffled and the world is left to guess what happens next. But the question remains, was it done artificially by the great powers of this world? The findings are controversial as gathering information on the Earth's core is extremely difficult. But the researchers claim that this oscillation coincides with changes in other geophysical observations such as the length of days and changes to the Earth's magnetic field. What do you think is happening at the center of our planet? If we are going through a magnetic shift, which some feel that we are, this would be part of it. I know this is going to trigger every flat earther out there because I've already got emails from the last time Junkin and I even mentioned flat earth. So whatever. Let me, let me just be clear how I am on flat earth so I don't get anybody disputed. I don't know what the shape of the earth is and I don't care. And I don't care if you tell me how important it is because it undoes lies. What it doesn't do is change your relationship with Father God, period. So you could be living on a ball, you can live on a donut, you can live on an apple fritter, I don't care. Your relationship with God doesn't change. 
And all of this right now is what we are about. All of this fight is about our relationship with God through Christ to the Father. And that is literally the path to victory. What comes out of that is truth on the bigger scale. What we fight with is the truths that we hold in our hand. But when our truths become greater than our relationship with God, i.e. flat earthers, you miss the point. It's no different than people that are worshiping the NFL. Our country is falling apart, and it's not falling apart because just a group of people decided to seize control. It's falling apart because our faith continues to waver. We need eyes on Christ and eyes in a mighty way of God in this, in this land to understand what it is truly to be humbled before him, to trust in him, and to be his soldiers on the ground. This is where we fight, and this is how we win, and we will win this fight miraculously if we put our eyes on God and keep them there through this entire fight. So many things are happening right now. The world is truly shaking, and the true world is truly up in an upheaval. And that should tell you something, because that doesn't just happen. And, this, and even though one could say, well, yeah, but they're the ones that have brought it about, okay, they're still not in control unless we give them control. We have to take that back. We were given dominion of this world. And Satan right now knows that. And there is a dark force here at work. This is an interesting piece, and I've heard the pieces that he references about casting out demons and so some work done in South Africa. Listen to what he talks about. I think he's got a very good perspective. I saw this video a couple days ago, and I have watched this video probably five or ten times. It was about this uh, guy in South Africa was casting demons out of these, um, these women, right? Two different women on two different occasions. And he was asking the demons questions. And, you know, when you come and take power and authority over demons, they have to do what you tell them to do. So if you ask them questions and tell them they have to tell you the truth, they have to tell you the truth. And they were talked about a lot of things. And I might post these videos on this channel. I'm a little reluctant to do it. I don't want to get banned for what some of the things that these demons were talking about. Um, you can get blocked for some of the things that they were talking about. But one of the things that I found fascinating was that the demons say that they wait for doors to be opened to come into your life so that they can destroy you. And the guy asked the demon, what are some of the doors that Christians can open to invite the demons in? And the demon said, unforgiveness, hatred, and fear. Did you know that unforgiveness is a sin and that it will open the door for demons to come into your life? Do you know that 95% of the people in the world, at least 95%, are living in unforgiveness and they have no idea? I'm going to make some videos about that very, very soon. So you may want to follow me so you don't do this sin. It's bad. Jesus said, if you don't forgive, then God won't forgive you. And that's where 95% of the people in the world are. Living in unforgiveness, not being forgiven by God, disconnected from Him. That's why you don't feel the connection with Him. Because you're living in unforgiveness. The other door that the demon talked about was hatred. Hatred is just anger. It's intense anger. It's a sin. You have to repent of it. Being angry at someone, not forgiving them, will open the door for demons to come into your life.
The other door is fear. Did you know that fear is a sin? Did you know that in the book of Revelation, it says that the fearful will be cast into hell? Do you have fear? You need to repent of that fear. God, I'm sorry for being fearful. I know it's a sin. I repent. Give me strength. Give me courage. Give me boldness. Take this fear away from me. You got to repent of these things and close the door. That's how you get the demons out. That's how you close the door. You repent. You admit that it was wrong. Tell God you're sorry and ask him to help you and save you. Bingo. Right there. And get back on your feet and get back in the fight. Our eyes have got to be and have to remain on God. I don't care. So many structures about the physical planet, the physical world we live in, are up for debate. The fight is a spiritual fight. And if your worship of the physical things supersedes that worship in God, you are going to be a victim in this fight, period, end of story. Our eyes on Father God, because we are dealing with the most profound time in the history of man. This has been a plan that's been incubated literally for over a thousand years that we know. It has been a plan that has slowly walked people into a trap and a corral. It has used every single aspect of our life to pit people against one another. And you know what the most amazing thing is? As we argue with one another, as we point our finger at the other person, Jesus loves everybody. Isn't that interesting? Yet we can't figure that one out. We can't seem to figure out that Jesus loves us as we're trying to cut our throats. Eyes on the cross eyes on God and eyes on Christ through this fight to understand that the enemy is using every single thing it can to divide us. By the way, I will exclude the LGBT community from the Jesus loves part. Sorry, can't, can't go there. Christ, if I'm wrong, you'll let me know. Because I don't see pedophiles part of heaven and he doesn't say so either. So the real deal here is that we as people, followers of Christ, need to literally be working on uniting together on the principal causes. You want to debate you want to debate whether we have chemtrails, no chemtrails, you want to debate whether we live under a bubble or not, good. But it does not change our principal relationship in this fight is unity through the body of Christ and the strength that we have together. Because the enemy is using every single thing it can to create sub-worships, iconalized worships, all sorts of things so that we will not look and put our trust in God. It is the war of the mind versus the war of the heart and spirit. And fifth generation warfare is masterful at it because it comes at you from all sides. And then when people's belief systems that they have structured within this model of this world that you live in start to get challenged, we don't turn to God. We start getting defensive and start protecting what we have. That's exactly where the enemy wants you. Exactly. Because all this other stuff is irrelevant. Let me tell you, they say that no soldier leaves a foxhole as an atheist. And there's a truth to that because there's a very real moment that happens in conflict. It's an understanding that if you don't have God in your heart, you've got nobody on the battlefield. Nobody. Right now, the entire world is experiencing that, especially in the Western countries. We are experiencing what it's like to have be put in a foxhole. And as you go in the foxhole, if you take time to look to your left and to your right, and you realize that you're trying to stab the guy on your left or the right or the woman because you don't agree while the enemy is throwing more rounds downrange, you're missing the fight. 
The beauty of warfare in a kinetic sense is that you understand that when bullets go over you and RPGs fly over you, they make a little noise. And they also do, a, a RPG makes a big boom. You start to get a physical relationship that, oh, guess what? The enemy's really trying to kill me. The problem with an information war is people don't recognize that the warfare is being waged in the same fashion. Things are coming at you from the source of the enemy, and they are words, not weapons of a, of a kinetic sense, but they are doing more damage than anything because they are turning you against your fellow brethren, and they don't have to do anything. They never have to fire a shot. So when they do finally go hot on the war and they start to blow things up and they start to cause infrastructure damage and they start to poison waters and they start to pollute the air with things and they start to give you viruses or whatever biological agents they start dropping in the area, people start to turn on each other. They don't look at the enemy and pursue the enemy and destroy him ruthlessly. You need to look at every single person out here that's pushing this narrative or who is silent right now. I want to know. I truly want to know. Why is there not a word coming out of camp of Team Trump about what's going on in East Palestine? I'd already expected nothing coming out of this administration. That's a given because they're just a treasonous bunch of hand puppets of the deep state. But I want to know why key leaders in this country aren't saying anything about East Palestine. I want to know why nobody's tell, saying stop the injections. Sure, we can talk about the effects of, but why is, why is nobody stopping the injections? Not giving an option, but stopping them. Why is that not happening? Why, is, why aren't anybody, people talking about the effects of the dollar with Saudi Arabia unhinging from and pivoting away from a dollar-only purchase of oil? Not that I support that, but the point is that's the destruction of the dollar as we know it. Why isn't anybody talking about that? Why is it that whispers are being said within corporate walls and within employee ranks that there's a coming food shortages when they're working at supermarkets, but not a single politician, including Team Trump, is saying anything about coming food shortages? And don't give me this garbage about trust the plan, because apparently trust the plan means burn down East, East Palestine, Ohio, and it has to be that way. There was no other way, but we had to show them garbage. We have to wake up and realize that there is no, quote, plan of them. There is the plan of God, and that plan is through us and the mightiness in which we wield the sword of the Spirit. Get mighty? Sure, get mighty. You need to go and attend to these meetings. You need to speak loud and hold administrations responsible. And by the way, go armed, because here's the deal. We were given the Second Amendment to defend our freedoms, and we're going to wield the sword of the Spirit, but don't ever leave unarmed, because this is what we were intended to do. This was the moment that our founding fathers knew that we would be at. This is why they gave us the First Amendment first and the Second Amendment second. Government needs to fear the people, and it no longer fears us. And because it no longer fears us, it rolls us up and it continues to play this media and information game that divides us. And the worst part is people willfully accept it. For those in the pews in church, start being a Christian. It is not about sitting on your butt in the pew waiting for Christ to return. We have an active role in this fight. Get out in your communities, evangelize, speak the truth. And start speaking the way forward, working in a rule of God's law, not a rule of the men's law. 
That's a powerful aspect of doing. You can reach people. You can go to the most difficult places in your community, go together, talk about Christ, bring people a joy that Christ can bring. But don't just sit and wait for someone else to do it, or it's the end of time, so we've got nothing to do. That's the PSYOP. For our soldiers, for our men in uniform of any fashion, Leo included, you took an oath first and foremost to the Constitution. Quit obeying illegal laws. Quit being a hand puppet of these of this deep state and executing things simply because it's a law or someone told you you had to do it. For people that witness crimes, like the police arresting a journalist in East, in East Palestine, confront the police. You get arrested, big deal. Show them anger. There is no way a journalist should be tackled, brought down, arrested, and escorted out. This is not acceptable. We cannot accept blindly authority. It is the only authority that we align with is the authority of Father God first. And if everybody's doing that and then follows our Constitution, we are getting somewhere. But the blind obedience to authority is literally walking us off the cliff. And what sits on the other side of that cliff, I don't want anything of. It's something pretty close to the lake of fire. This is a time to stand boldly within the laws of God, the moral law. That is in the, framed in our Declaration of Independence. And it gives us a very specific duty, not just an option or responsibility. It's a duty to overthrow and throw off such forms of despotism, which is exactly what we have right now. There is no more time to be compliant and soft. They turned that table very recently, and they've gone hard at trying to force us now into a new level of fear tactics. This is the alien invasion next movie that we're in the, getting prepared for, and they expect it to work. They expect you to comply. They expect you, if you hear that voice, you're going to bow down and go, oh my goodness, I see Jesus in the sky. The only way you're going to know Christ is through your heart in a personal relationship with him, not by some projection in the sky not by some voice that's rattling around in your head. I've told you this before, and Mark Dice's piece I played tonight reinforced this exact thing, that in Iraq 1, no, they didn't use the visual form of Project Bluebeam. They did use the sub, some cranial projection, though, and they did put the voice of Allah in people's head, or what people thought was, and they told them, go home. And a large percentage of the Iraqi army got up and walked home. It is a powerful tool they have. How they use it, what it will happen next, I don't know. But you have got to get anchored in your relationship with Christ and eyes on God and moving forward here with a boldness to know that no matter what, they're going to try to trick you into a submitting to them at all costs and giving up your true faith in Jesus. We are the greatest threat they have ever faced. We are defiant. We are armed. And we are not complying to them. All stops are out and something bigger is coming and they know it. And so they're throwing everything they can at us. There's only two ways forward. Only two things to do as we work forward together, rather. Walking together in the body of Christ and defying what they say. But we have to unify. And it's time to get off of these little pigeonhole areas of belief that my way is better, than your way is better. I understand what the world looks like better than you do. Okay, good. We can debate that all day long. Right now, the bigger threat sits before us. It is a deep state that's moving out on a global level simultaneously in a unified fight using corporate engines, media engines, and the governments, which are all corrupt.
the people you're waiting for to come save you don't because they're not there. You have people in uniform that don't know what to do because they're constrained by a system that's telling them if they do, it's an Article 15 or worse. They've already been forced to take the injection. Those that have stood mightily on the outside, who have endured this fight and have been remained a pure blood, so to speak, uninjected, uninfected. We are now the voices of reason and stability and wisdom as we go forward and the mighty voice of God that will speak to bring the many over. And for those that have taken the injection, look, it's simple. Get on your knees and repent and be there and start repenting and living a repenting lifestyle. Whether you live five years, 10 years, or a full life doesn't matter at this point. This is about getting in alignment with Father God and working as a mighty army of one to defeat this enemy decisively. And we can. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we come to you today humbled and energized. We understand very clearly that this enemy is ruthless, that this enemy is persistent, this enemy will not bow down, and this enemy has one primary tool, to attack us in our minds, to have us doubt, and to ultimately break the will of us and overcome the strength of our spirit by telling us, convincing us that there is no hope. We know better. We have been warned over and over through Scripture to have no fear. And yet this engine that's before us, too many have found themselves waffling or questioning what they will do. Well, Father, right now our prayers are bold. Our prayers are to ignite the fires of righteousness within people. Our fires now that are lit need to be leading us and leading the pack in the way we go. We need to be raising up the others with by example of how we walk. We need to be incredibly strong in such a moment and start looking past the pettiness and start unifying as one body. And we pray for that unity and strength with eyes forward to look truly at what the real enemy is, not us, not the, way, not the differences in the way we see little things, but the idea that there is one singular enemy that is using every single thing it can in all of its ideologies and false ideologies that it has plugged into people's head, all of its upside-down histories that it has laid out before us, all of its convolution of truth and its inversion of reality to turn us against each other constantly and miss the point that Jesus had us follow as one body, understanding that within the one body there was uniqueness, which uniqueness gave us strength. Forgive us for failing on that point, Father. We now ask for the strength for us to see through this illusion and start seeing the unity that you provided for us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A time to stand boldly together. A time not to be submitted to or subjected to or broken by the pettiness that has been seated in every one of us at one point or another. Forgiveness is strength. Fearlessness is strength. And that's how we walk. The powerful warrior within the Christian realm needs to be revived. Christ flipped tables. Christ walked into the Pharisees and challenged them in their temples. He didn't waver. He didn't hesitate. He did. This is the work we were followed, requested to follow and greater works than he. Have faith in Father God. Have faith in what we are doing together. Have faith and strength in the unity that he offers us.
Do not question. Do not bow. Move forward and be loud and be bold. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Crush the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for, for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. 
It has no scruples. It has no rules but one. To win at any cost. But we will never bow. For we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.